Welcome to Remember When. I'm your host, Carl Schulteis. UMGA-TV is continuing this series as an oral history project of life and community in Upper Marion Township. In their own words, we want the people who live the history of the township to tell us about that history. This edition features Wilmer Cressman. Wilmer tells us about growing up in Upper Marion in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, and he shares a number of interesting family stories. Let's sit back and listen to Wilmer Remember When. Wilmer, thanks for coming by today. You're I welcome. I understand your family has a long history here in the King of Prussia area. Yes, we, uh, we go back uh, quite a few years. Um, my, I was born in 1931 in Norristown, but of course came over here at Upper Marion as soon as I got out of the hospital. Uh, my family... Uh, uh, after they were after I was born, um, built the house where the Walgreens drugstore is right now at 119 East DeKalb Pike, and uh, uh, we had really a little family compound there with my grandmother uh, Mary Anderson who was on the corner, and then going toward Norristown uh, was the Anderson house. Uh, J. Kirk Anderson, he was a magistrate in Upper Marion for a number of years with his wife Helen and uh, uh, then the next house down was the Burkett family, Carl and Virginia Burkett and, and their family. So uh, we had a little family uh, grouping there uh, from Henderson Road down almost to the railroad tracks. Yeah. These, were all, these were all relatives uh, as far yes. as the family was yes. concerned. Yes, yes. But uh, the Andersons, uh, Joseph Kirk Anderson uh, was a uh, milkman. They moved out of Norristown and my father uh, uh, grew up in Norristown, and uh, my mother then, uh, who was an Anderson, married my father, er, and, and we started our life in, in Upper Marion. Um, the Anderson family even goes back further um, J. Joseph Kirk Anderson Sr. Uh, owned a 96-acre farm in King of Prussia. Uh, this farm is, was situated where the court now stands, uh, the, mm -hmm. the King of Prussia mm -hmm. court. And it was sold off uh, in 19, early 1950s when the turnpike came into King of Prussia. And then it became a drive-in theater and I'm not sure what else was there, but um, so we go we go back there, um, and then of course the Anderson family uh, when they when they resided at Henderson Road in 202 Decal Pike, uh, it was originally a brickyard, and it was then uh, <clears throat> changed over. They built a house there. My grandmother uh, Mary Anderson. Uh, established a garden in the back, uh, a huge garden, and became a member of the garden club and entertained many uh, festivities in, in, her, in her garden. So uh, uh, I was born in 1931, and then I had a sister who was born in 1934 and a brother in 1943, and we all grew up in Upper Marion. Um, I go back to the point where <clears throat> I, when I first went to school, I, I spent four years at the Port Kennedy Schoolhouse, which was a four-room 
school, mm-hmm. and uh, which is no longer a part of Upper Marion School District. <laughs> uh, but I remember taking uh, field trips to Valley Forge Park, which was a state park at that time, and there weren't any buses that bust you there. You walked from the school <laughs> up into the park, and uh, it was quite different than than uh, what they do today in field trips and all. But it was fun, and we had a good time. Uh, after four years of uh, school at Port Kennedy, I spent a year at the uh, at the uh, Gulf Road School at uh, Henderson Road in, in Gulf Road, where I attended fifth grade. And then uh, I moved on to uh, Sweden for my sixth grade. They moved us around. I attended three schools in three different years at that point. And then uh, uh, in sixth sixth grade. Um, no, seventh grade, I transferred to Norristown and uh, as a tuition student and graduated from Norristown High in, in 1949. They didn't have a high school? Uh, Upper Marion didn't have a high school? Yes, they time? did. Uh-huh. Yes, they did. They had a high school. Uh, my father just wanted to uh, send me to, uh, to Norristown to school. He, I guess he felt at that time it was a a better school, and uh, that's where I ended up. Going back a little bit, a uh, couple of questions here. Sure. Tell us, uh, uh, you had some, your, your grandmother and your great-grandmother were located here in, in the in the Norristown, King, uh, King of Prussia area? Yes. My uh, my great-grandmother and great-grandfather had the 96-acre farm, farm here in, in King of King Prussia. Prussia. Yes. Okay. And then uh, your, your grandmother family what did they what did they do for a living my grandfather um geez i i can't i can't remember he died when i was very young and i and i kind of forget what he actually did but most of the my my life uh when i when my grandmother was there she she was there by herself yes And, and then your father my my father uh, was a city editor of the Times Herald in Norristown mm-hmm. for a number of years, um, and then in the uh, late forties, he he took a position as um, uh, with um, director of uh, uh, public relations with uh, James Lee's oh. carpet company mm-hmm. in in Bridgeport, right. which be- later became Burlington Industries. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother was always a housewife, right. okay. <laughs> raising her kids. Right. Well, she had a busy household there with. Uh, with yes, one kid. yes, she had three children mm-hmm. to uh, to mm-hmm. watch and take care of. And, and uh, you and you had mentioned something about the school. You started out going to Port Kennedy. Yes. What was that school like? Well, it was small. I'll <laughs> say that. Uh, <laughs> One room or more rooms or four rooms. Four rooms. Four rooms. Uh, four teachers. Mm-hmm. Basically, that was it. And the one one thing that I remember very vividly from those four years was the time when I was in second grade, and we had an eclipse of the sun. Now, back in those days, they didn't publish publish uh, all the in the papers and. Of course, there wasn't any TV or anything, so all of a sudden it started getting dark, <laughs> and uh, didn't know why. <laughs> but uh, 
it was a great experience. Mm, Four room schoolhouse. We got to know each other pretty well. Right. How about how many kids did you have in the class at that time? Uh, I don't know, maybe twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember any of the teachers' names? Yes, uh, there was a Mrs. Frankenfield. Uh, was one. Um, I'm not sure I can remember any others, but I remember that yeah. one. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. And and how did you get from where you lived? Here on, on Henderson uh, on the uh, Cal Pike over to uh, that school, bus. Yeah, they had buses in those days. We did. We had long bus rides because we. Uh, I remember we on the way home we go past uh, uh, Colonial Village and all, all over <laughs> Church Road. It was it was a long bus ride. You got a tour of the yes, township. we did tour of the township. But the township was very very rural. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, had they gotten past dirt roads at that point? <laughs> there were some. Yeah, mm -hmm. there yes. were some. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. They, what did What did you uh, do after school besides riding home in a bus? <laughs> well, as a, as a child, as yes. a boy growing mm -hmm. up, yeah. that's a good question uh, because we we played differently in those days. We had we made our own fun and our own sports and whatnot. Mm -hmm. There. There was no organized little leagues or soccer leagues or anything like that. We just got boys in the neighborhood, in my case, mm -hmm. and went out and played football or baseball. Or We would go to a pasture and there was a big signboard there and, and we'd use that as a wall and bang the ball up against it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and we had a lot of fun. When right. we, had, we had some games that we played uh, the inside and we had little leagues and we... We made our own own fun, mm -hmm. and uh, quite different than than today, where everything seems to be organized and everybody gets a trophy. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> I never saw a trophy <laughs> in my growing up uh, days, but uh, uh, I I don't know. We played mumbly peg and and uh, where you stick the knife in the ground, and we had all kinds of games like that. And the girls had jacks and skip rope and. And uh, we had, I think we had more fun than they yes, have today, right. tell you the truth. And, and speaking of, of sports, I remember uh, Pearl Harbor. Right. Uh, I was uh, 10 years old, and uh, we were out, a group of boys, and we were playing football on a Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. It was about 1 o'clock when we found out that Pearl Harbor had been bombed. And... Uh, of course, that changed a lot of things in this country. Right. But I, I'll never forget that that incident, that time when uh, what I was doing when when that happened. Yeah, I, I, similarly, I can remember it very clearly too. I was outside uh, playing on the sidewalk out front of the house. I can still mm -hmm. remember that. I yeah. Discovered that. Uh, we heard will, about it. We will never forget those times right. uh, like that. So after after Port Kennedy, you said you went to Sweden, right? I went to no, I went to Gulf Road School, Excuse me, uh, Gulf Road. where they had, I'm not sure where they had elementary there. I think they did, and they went up to twelfth grade, but for some reason the fifth graders, at least from Port Kennedy, mm -hmm. moved over to Gulf Road right. to mm -hmm. uh, for one year, and then they moved it to Sweden. Now, what was the school at uh, at Gulf Road like? Oh, uh, it was. Probably more. There were more students because there's. Mm -hmm. uh, it, 
but it was fine. I, I yeah. enjoyed it. Well, I, I was thinking about the, the building, say, the, the building itself. Well, the building was much larger, of course. Right. It was right. like going from a, a small school to a yeah. big college or something, right. you know. <laughs> but uh, my recollection of that, of that year was, was uh, enjoyable. Uh-huh. And, and similarly, when you went to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I had a good time at Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. The one year I was there, although some kid, we were playing ball and put a ball through a window. <laughs> and the, the message got home. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had, I had fond recollections of my school days in Upper Marion. So, so then you went to Norristown after that. I went to Norristown. Yeah. And basically your, your senior high, your, it was a senior high experience over there. Yeah, I went to I went to junior high at that time. There was junior okay. highs, not middle schools, and then uh, then to high school. Mm-hmm. And we had a we had a very nice I had a very nice class there. At, at that time, Norristown drew students from Worcester to Conshohocken. It was a huge, huge area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and so many of my classmates there were, uh, were from outside of Norristown entirely. Right. Uh, uh, but. I enjoyed that experience too, and I, I got, the, I played some baseball there, and that was interesting. From Norristown, I went on to Penn State, and uh, graduated with a degree in uh, commerce and finance. I see. Okay, um, the um, you had mentioned uh, not you had mentioned prior to our talking here uh, about uh, the quarry. On, mm-hmm. on Route 202, what uh, I, I, people don't even, are probably even aware of it now at the present time. When 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 I was a little boy, uh, of course, a lot of little boys are fascinated with trucks, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were digging the Bethlehem Mines quarry at a vigorous pace, and they would fill the trucks with with rocks and soil and whatnot, and they would bring it up. 202 Decal Pike to Rock to Ross's Lane, which is um, before you get to Henderson Road. It's on the if you're coming uh, uh, south. It? south yeah. uh, it would be near where the um, uh, Midas place is there, right. uh, Hess gas station mm-hmm. now. Right, uh, and I there might still be a driveway there. I can't remember. But they would go up there and they would dump all this residue beyond the, the, the Ross family house, which sat on top of the hill. And <laughs> I'm telling you, it was like a parade of trucks every day. And so we would sit on a culvert out there, and I think we waved to all the drivers, and they would wave back, and they, <laughs> and we were just, just uh, amused with uh, all these big trucks carrying all this. Uh, the stones and and that went on for years uh, when I was uh, in the th- late 30s and and even in the early 40s uh, they were still hauling all that out of that quarry I mean it took a long time to dig a hole like that yeah and of course now it's uh, aqua water I guess uh, right. used to be suburban water you know, they use it uh basically a water reservoir yes as far as I understand that's that's right they, yeah. all those springs at the bottom uh, Provided the, and that's really uh, I understand that's the reason they gave up mining it simply because they couldn't uh, having trouble keeping up with the water. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> yeah, 
and to, and Decal Pike used to go right by it. Now it's it swerves okay. away toward the Denhauer Bridge, but it used to go right, right next to the quarry down the King Manor. Right. And, uh, walked by there many, many, many times. Right. <laughs> the um, uh, the the area of uh, well, two o two at that time. Uh, was uh, two lane highway? What was that? Uh, two lane highway, no traffic lights. <laughs> Henderson Road, there was no traffic yeah, light there. Yeah. There was no traffic lights anywhere. Uh, even I, my best recollection of King of Prussia uh, was just stop signs at the uh, main intersection there. Right. Uh, of course, King of Prussia, I recall, as uh, Peacock Gardens, the uh, post office, an antique store. There was a gas station and a garage, and of course the Valley Forge Golf Course was there, uh, and that was about it. Uh, there was the um, building that they uh, transported down for the Chamber of Commerce, which was in the middle or on the side at that time of 202. King of Prussia. You're referring to the King of Prussia. Yes. Yes. Of course, that was that was on the left side going going south, uh, but. Uh, the highway, there was only two-lane road there, so it, it wasn't split like it was in the later years where it's at in the middle. Right. Uh, and then there was Stuart Fund Hall. Mm -hmm. Did you hear of, ever hear of Stuart Fund Hall? That was, that, was, that was where Allendale Road in 202 is, and I think it's a Mellon Bank or something there right now. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a, the township building. For a while, yes. Yes, it was used for voting. I remember a uh, family going there to vote, used for ice cream socials in the spring. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't remember that. Tell me a little bit about those ice cream socials. Well, it was just to get together and you'd get up there and eat some ice cream. And uh, I guess the I was still a little little fellow at that time, but uh, families got together and it was, it was very uh, interesting. Community center. Yeah, community right. center. Right. Yeah. Do you remember anything about the King of Prussia Inn? Before? Not much, except that it was never in use when I was uh, <laughs> alive, of course. Well, uh, uh, it, uh, was, it was probably in operation until the 1950s. Was it? Well, uh, I'm, not, I'm not too familiar with, right. with anything that was going on there. Okay. But, uh, uh, it was quite a place. And then, of course, the uh, gas station. I, was, I don't know if it was Art Cummings. Who sat there with a rifle and oh, tried Ed Mack. Ed Mack, yeah. Tried yeah. to hold off the, <laughs> yeah, the proceedings, so, yeah, so the, <laughs> which he failed to do. <laughs> Ed yeah. Mack, yes. I, I, I can remember reading of that in the newspaper. <laughs> and I was scratching my head. I go, what's going on out there? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he didn't win, but he held them off for a few days yeah, anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, must have been interesting times. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was very changing times. And the turnpike coming into uh, King of Prussia, and then they started the Schuylkill Expressway. Uh, I remember, I guess it was my freshman year of college, uh, when they were working on the expressway, and yeah. I had a what job. Did, what, were you, what year were you a freshman in college? Forty-nine, fifty, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I was working on the highway. We were planting grass seed and whatnot on the expressway. It wasn't open yet for for uh, business, mm -hmm. but 
there were the times that, and that changed everything in King of Prussia when they brought the turnpike in and they hooked it up with the expressway and then everything started to roll and the mall and everything came into play. So, so you went to Penn State. Yes. Okay, and uh, you said you had a degree in finance, right? Neat. Well, uh, commerce and finance, okay. yes. Um, you were up at Maine campus? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I, the first year I was at East Stroudsburg State T Teachers College. It was, right. They were state teachers colleges then right. because the enrollment from uh, World War II veterans was so high that uh, they couldn't take everybody or the freshmen, so they formed them out to various uh, colleges and around the state. And mm -hmm. most freshmen lived off campus in the first year. Mm -hmm. Do you do you remember anything uh, about the, how World War II impacted on on uh, on you and your family? Yes, uh, because my father was the city editor of the Times Herald. And after school, I would spend time at the Times Herald uh, waiting for him. Sometimes he would take me home because mm -hmm. um, if I didn't go home with him, then I had to get the P&W in Norristown and get off at King Manor and then walk home. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, but I have told friends uh, how interesting it was for me during World War II to see the battles rolling off of the teletype machines in the Times Herald, mm -hmm. the AP, the UP, the Reuters, and, mm -hmm. and uh, whatnot. And I was reading battles coming in from Europe and the and, uh, South Pacific before they ever hit the newspapers. Hmm. And, and so my interest peaked, and, and I, was, I was very much interested in, in World War II because of uh, the access that I had to, to the... Right. Right actual what was happening right. you were too young at that point to be uh, uh, drafted or uh, yes and, yes I was I just missed it because it was over in 45 and of course I graduated in high school in 49 mm -hmm. but uh, but I was aware we and all the things that were going on collecting cans and and t and uh, foil silver foil and all that all those things and the rationing that went on yeah we used to take the we used to take the strip the silver foil in the cigarette pack of cigarettes, mm -hmm. the the uh, paper wrap was covered with silver foil, and we used to strip the silver foil off. And then you roll it in the ball. You roll it in the ball. Yeah. And and you would turn that in, and uh, it, uh, for recycling, really, basically. When I was in junior high school, they collected tin cans. We'd smash them and right. and bottle or ba uh, tie them up and. Yeah. And uh, we collected an awful lot of tin cans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you do you remember anything about rationing during the Second World War? Yes, yes, I remember. You know, you couldn't buy butter, so yeah, or they had white, and you had to get this yellow stuff and mix it in to make it color of butter. And and uh, sugar was rationed, and gasoline was rationed. You had those stamps that you you got to buy gas. And, right. Yeah. You're, you're talking about the you mentioned about the but the margarine, and maybe that's what it was, was margarine. margarine. Yeah, margarine. That, right. That you colored to make it look like butter. Right. Yeah. For some reason, the dairy industry uh, or somebody, whether it be the dairy industry or somebody else, um, were concerned about you getting uh, margarine mixed up with butter, and in this way, since you had to buy it separate and color it yourself, but you knew it was margarine. That I guess is the re reason. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, that's that's right. I can I can recall when I was a kid squeezing the 
the coloring and the margarine together to get the get the get the color even throughout the <laughs> the margarine. Uh, but that was a that was a little project for me when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, another interesting fact back in those days was was ice cream. Uh, uh, people didn't have freezers mm -hmm. generally. Maybe some did, but most people didn't. And uh, so if you wanted ice cream. Uh, Family would go down to uh, the nearest uh, drugstore and have it hand dipped, and you mm -hmm. take it home and eat it. Right. And either that, or like my grandmother Anderson on the corner, she made ice cream herself sometimes, and we would help her. That was always a nice chore. When how did you do that? I don't know. There was some kind of a thing you turned and turned and turned and turned. <laughs> I remember that. It's a lot of work, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. The ice cream was good, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. Right. My, I have an interesting story to tell you about my grandmother, uh, my mother's mother. Uh, she loved pets. And she had cats, and she had dogs, and she had birds, and she had fish. She really, uh, and she, at nighttime, she put all the coverings over the birds, and, and that was a real ritual, and uh, getting all these uh, pets taken care of before she went to bed at night. But when I was quite young, her, one of her sons, she had uh, uh, one, two, three sons, and uh, one of them went to Florida and sent her baby alligator. And my grandmother raised that alligator at 202 DeKalb Pike and Henderson Road. And she called him Jimmy, and Jimmy spent quite a few years with my grandmother. Jimmy would sleep by the heater in the winter. It sort of went into a phase like bears do. And, right. and then every spring, she knew when it was spring, the alligator would crawl out her, her cellar steps and go down to her pool in her garden and spend the summer in the pool. Never really went after any of us, uh, the children or anything, but <laughs> ate all the fish in the pool and the frogs and whatnot. Well, one day, when Jimmy got to be about six feet long. Oh, he was big. He got big. He went out in Henderson Road and stopped traffic. Now, <laughs> you probably have not had any stories like this in Upper Mary. He stopped traffic and that was the end of Jimmy. They, <laughs> they made her give Jimmy to the zoo. So they transported Jimmy to the Norristown Zoo, which had a, a number of alligators at that time. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother, I never forget, she would go over, we'd go over there to the zoo, and she would stand outside on the fence, and she would call Jimmy, and Jimmy would come out of that pack of alligators and right over to the fence to her yeah. as if she was a, it was a dog or... They, they bonded, huh? They did. They did. <laughs> And, and it's funny, um, I just read not too long ago, there was an alligator caught over in eastern Montgomery County or someplace in one of those creeks, and they said somebody had raised it. And I can understand how somebody can raise it after what I saw my grandmother do yeah. with it. I mean, that, that alligator knew her and, and obeyed her, and <laughs> it's hard to believe, but it's true, and, and I, I can see where somebody else could do that. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Stop traffic. <laughs> Stop traffic on Henderson Road, and that was the end of Jimmy. 
<laughs> but six foot long, that was a big alligator. He was a big one. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. And he would, if you, I've been down to her cellar when he was, when in that hypnotic state in, yeah. the, in the winter time, and, yeah. and every now and then he would just hiss and he goes, <laughs> and that was, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was back in the days too. We only had one policeman and the police chief. Okay, I remember Police Chief uh, Tompkins. He used to live right across from my grandmother for a long time, and uh, quite a different police force today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've come. But along. Uh, I guess his primary job was to. Uh, <laughs> Watch what the kids were doing and check on traffic. <laughs> I guess well, he didn't have a lot of traffic either to deal with. Uh, uh, I guess it's uh, it was almost like a Barney Fife or something, yeah. you know. How you just went around and and gossip with the people, yeah. and and every now and then you might have some incident you had to take care of. About mm -hmm. uh, I also recall the Valley Ford Shopping Center mm -hmm. where it is now. That used to be a woods. And uh, they stored ammunition underground there. Oh. And the only thing that's left of that whole complex back in those days is a little animal cemetery, which is stuck between the buildings. Uh, if you go past Kinko's, mm -hmm. uh, and on the right, there's a little animal cemetery back there. Oh. I don't think they ever disturbed that. That's the only thing left on that side of the road. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I recall when that was a, a woods and... And they stored ammunition. This was during World War II, I assume. Well, when I was young, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Of course, the other side was the cemetery. That was still there, mm -hmm. uh, St. Augustine's. Right. But uh, it was a different different era, different yeah. times. Yeah. Well, I told you about the house on the top of the hill right. and they mm -hmm. dumped all the quarries and stuff right. back there. Um, he had horses and he had a corral and uh, every now and then the horses would get loose and they'd come down across the cow pike and generally after a heavy rain <laughs> and the horses would tromp around our yard and put big footprints all over the place. <laughs> but, he, but we also used their horses uh, to plow our garden. My father had a, had a vegetable garden and all and they would bring the horses over and, and they would plow just like you see up at the Amish country right, today. Right. So it was... Uh, yeah, well, Victory Gardens were very popular during the uh, Second World War. I can, I can yeah, recall yeah. My, my parents having a victory, what they, what they call them were Victory Gardens. Victory Gardens, gardens right. correct, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they were small, uh, small gardens with uh, the typical lettuce, tomatoes, yeah. and, and so on. Yep, yep. Well, the, it was also the day of the huckster. The guy would come around with a truck. Right. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And uh, we'd have the vegetables and the fruits and whatnot, and it... I think he came around once a once a week, something like that, on a particular day, right. and uh, families would go out and buy whatever they needed uh, at that time. Of course, there was a milkman too who delivered the milk in the in the glass bottles, and when it was cold, it rose up yeah. out of the bottle. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Well, the, these were um, initially horse-drawn. Uh, Milkman was yours a horse? No, man? no. I was. I came after the horse-drawn mm -hmm. milkman, but I, I, you know, I saw pictures of them, and my grandparents would understand that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the these horses would know their know their route, and the the, the milkman would just simply uh, uh, 
have not to have not have to pay any attention to the horse because they can just run in and deliver the uh, the uh, their milk products uh, without uh, giving the horse much attention. Some of the animals are smarter than you thought. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. Did um, did you have a bread man? Not to my recollection. Uh, no. Um, I know there were some around, but we did not specifically have a bread man. We had a milkman. Yeah, the uh, well, the the big companies then were Fryhofer and, and Bond, as, as I recall. Yeah, I think Stroman too back in those days. Yeah. Had a, he had a place in Plymouth. Yeah, I don't remember them delivering. Oh but, well, that may not be. But yeah. I remember the, the the Bond man would come around and the Fryhofer man. Would, would, yeah, they're would old names. Around. Yeah, they would come around. Just like. Uh, the, the beer industry in Norristown, Scheitz Valley Forge right. Beer mm -hmm. uh, on Markley Street, that was quite an operation for a number of years. And then, of course, that went out. But speaking of vegetables and all, do you recall the orange car that was in Norristown on Markley Street where they would bring in the uh, box cars full of fruits? No, I don't recall uh, that. They called it the orange car because they sold oranges and grapefruit and whatnot. And that was the big place where people went to get fresh oranges and, and grapefruit mm -hmm. uh, in the wintertime. And they also sold Christmas trees here. They would bring them in on a rail car from Canada in those days. And where, where, would, uh, where would that be uh, located? Where'd right across from the brewery where the Elm Street station is now for the, Reading, uh, for the SEPTA. Right. It was right there. Yeah. I see. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. They were interesting. The, uh, were you drafted? I was drafted for the Korean War. Right. Yes. And I served uh, in, in Europe for 18 months. 18 months. How long, <clears throat> how long were you in the, in the service for? Two years. Two years? Mm -hmm. And that was the Army? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was in the, I was in the medics uh, in Germany. Uh -huh. the, um, can you tell us a little bit about your experience getting drafted? Well... I, I finished college in, in June of 1953, and, and uh, normally you'd be interviewing for jobs, and I, and, uh, but I, was ready, I, was, I knew that I was going to be drafted, and, and so trying to get a job was, was really not a, a practical mm -hmm. thing because uh, uh, it wouldn't be long before I'd be in the service. So I went in the service in September, uh, was drafted, uh, went to Fort Meade, was signed to um, Aberdeen Proving Ground. I was in ordnance, mm -hmm. and I spent uh, from s September to February at Aberdeen Proving Ground, Maryland, and then I shipped out of uh, <clears throat> the country in, in February to Germany, mm -hmm. and when I got to Bremerhaven, where uh, we were assigned places to go and what, what to be in. Uh, I got transferred to the medics. Ended up in uh, Landstuhl, Germany. And Landstuhl, Germany is where the hospital is, where they bring all the uh, seriously wounded from Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I know that hospital very well. I, I was there for 18 months. Mm -hmm. what, what were you doing in the medics at that point? Well, I really wasn't, I was in the medics, but I was involved with a, an officer uh, a training school. It was a 
it was a training school for doctors that were drafted mm -hmm. in those days. And they would bring them in there really green as far as, as army regulations were concerned. Uh, they, they, they landed in Germany a few weeks after they were drafted. And uh, so they had classes there to indoctrinate them into the army and what they should do and, 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 and all that. And uh, I was on that. So I was, uh, I was in uh, sort of an administrative capacity mm -hmm. there for that time. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not medically trained, or okay. <laughs> even though I was in the medics. <laughs> when I got into the, to the service, uh, the Korean War was, the fighting was just about over right. at that time. Winding down. And I was so happy to go to Europe, because <laughs> I had friends who went the other way, and yeah. <laughs> it wasn't near as pleasant experience. So you got discharged from the service after uh, two years. So uh, then I started looking for a job because uh -huh. I had to find employment. <laughs> and uh, I uh, secured a job with uh, Remington Rand Univac. <clears throat> Remington Rand Univac uh, was the computer end of Remington Rand, who sold typewriters and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Business office machines, right? Yes, yes. And I, I worked out of uh, 1624 Locust Street in Philadelphia. The CEO of the company was was uh, General MacArthur. Oh, was he? Yes. I didn't realize that. And I, that's when I found out that uh, <laughs> you get to the big boss, things happen. Because <laughs> 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 when complaints came in and they came down from Douglas MacArthur, <laughs> you uh, better account for what he wanted done. <laughs> but uh, I spent uh, about four and a half years with them. And then I went to... And what were you doing with them? I was, uh, I was in sales, mm -hmm. mainly. Did a little bit of systems work, but mostly in sales. And then I went with electric storage battery uh, in 1961. And they, at that time, they were the largest battery company in the world. They had a huge place at uh, Adams Avenue in, in, uh, in North Philadelphia. Um, and they had the Rayovac battery in Madison, Wisconsin, and they had a they had a uh, um, NASA type uh, operation down in North Carolina. Very huge. Mm -hmm. And I spent uh, till nineteen sixty six with them uh, in a, doing programming, computer programming. I got into computers with Remington Rand Univac, mm -hmm. and I never took a computer course in college because they didn't have any. So <laughs> I was in the, I got into the business in its infancy. Right, literally. <laughs> yes, because yeah. the first commercial computer was 1953, I think. And, uh, oh, I saw <laughs> that all the vacuum tubes that were in the computers right. in those days, and they gave off all this heat, and they were inconsistent and, and whatnot. And uh, what it is today, it's, yeah. there's no comparison. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I spent... So 1966 with electric storage battery, and then I went with uh, Merck Pharmaceuticals in West Point here in mm -hmm. Pennsylvania and spent 20, 25 years with them. And what were you doing with them? Again, I, I had a, a variety of jobs, but mostly I was in the computer end of it. Uh, uh, did some, I started out with programming and then systems work, mm -hmm. uh, computer systems work. And then I went with a clinical information group where we collected clinical information all over the world and put it on computers 
and uh, uh, that w clinical information that was uh, viable to Merck's interests. Mm, right. uh, and uh, we then I went back into a computer administrative position where I was a computer administrator when I finally mm. left the company in 1993. Mm -hmm. um, where were you living at, uh, while you were working with uh, these various companies? Uh, where I am right now, I'm yeah. uh, in West Norton. Uh -huh. and, uh, and when did you move there? Moved there, I got married in 1956. Uh -huh and moved there in 1961. I was in an apartment, we were in an apartment uh, in Norristown prior to that. Yeah. Where did you meet your wife? That's an interesting story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was in my sister's class in school. In, so, Norris, in, Nor in Norristown. So I, was, I, I met her through my sister, mm -hmm. yeah. And her father was my baseball coach in junior high. Never knowing that I would ever marry his daughter, I never knew her then. <laughs> he was a math teacher and became a, a athletic administrator at Methacton. He ended up with. I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, what year did you get married again? Nineteen fifty-six. And you graduated uh, from college in fifty-three. Three. Fifty-three, I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you met her. I met her when I was in college. Yeah, I see. I, I, I'm not sure if I knew her when I was in high school. I, I might have known her then. Mm. I guess I did through my sister. Right. Yeah. If you'd like to be a guest, contact us at Upper Marion Township, 175 West Valley Forge Road, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, 19406. Or email us at info at umtownship.org. And what did she do? She was a school teacher. She was. And where did she teach school? She taught in Upper Marion for a while. Uh -huh. And then she, uh, when we had children, she uh, was a substitute teacher. And she substituted in Norristown and Methacton and Upper Marion. And I'm not sure if she was in Plymouth White Marsh or uh -huh. not. What did she teach? She majored in English uh -huh. and uh, French. Yeah. And where did she go to school? She went to her sinus. Her sinus. Okay. Uh -huh. Right. Okay. It's a, your sign is up in Collegeville for yes. those who don't know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My son went there. He, <laughs> oh, he so, did. So I'm familiar with her. <laughs> I'm very familiar with her sinus. And I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, when, when my father worked at the newspaper, uh, the reporters would go cover their football games. Right. And, and my father every now and then would send me out with a reporter because <laughs> okay. I love to go football, see football mm -hmm. games. Okay. So I would go up there. And this was early 1940s, and her sinus had a live bear. Their, their mascot is the sinus bears. Yeah, yeah. In those days, they had a live bear, and they ran him up and down the sidelines on a chain. <laughs> okay. And I'll tell you, I can't find anybody who ever went to a sinus okay. that, that, that ever remembered that, that bear. But they did have one. <laughs> Just like Georgia has a bulldog right. and, and, and whatnot, and the Navy has a goat. And they had a bear. Well, I would think that the bulldog and the, and the, <laughs> and the goat would be a little easier to handle. I think so. I don't <laughs> yeah. know where they kept the bear, but I remember seeing it running up and down <laughs> as a little boy. My sister, who is three years three or four, 
She was born 1934, three years younger than I. Mm -hmm. She uh, attended, she graduated from Norristown. She attended uh, Penn State for a year. And then she worked in uh, radio station KYW in Philadelphia for some time. I was in the service, so mm -hmm. I am not quite sure mm -hmm. the, the length of time. And then she, she uh, got married and mm -hmm. moved to Missouri. Oh. And has been out there. She uh, is quite a, a garden clubber. Mm -hmm. uh, she was president of the, of the Missouri Garden Clubs mm -hmm. and uh, takes a great interest in flowers and and goes to quite a few meetings and all around the country mm -hmm. doing garden club work. Right. And your brother? And my brother, he was, he's quite much younger than I. He's 12 years younger than I am. He was born in 1943. And, I, and this is the interesting because the difference in ages, I really never knew my brother. I was graduating from high school when he was going in the first grade. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, uh, when he graduated, he graduated from high school, and then he went to Lehigh uh, University as an engineer. And after graduating from Lehigh, uh, he went to Wharton School of Penn and got his MBA. Mm -hmm. And in between somewhere, he was in the Navy. He was in the Navy in the, when my father died in 1966. So, and now he's a... Uh, Business manager of a of the country day school, a private school in Savannah, Georgia. And getting near retirement. Getting near retirement. Yes. <laughs> uh, going back uh, uh, a bit more about uh, your earlier years. Uh, do you remember uh, where your family went shopping and, uh, for their uh, weekly uh, food needs and so on? Well, the food needs I can tell you uh, there was a there was a grocery store a butcher shop uh, called Marburgers, mm -hmm. and it was uh, Conan Marshall, and then eventually moved up to Stanbridge and Marshall in Norristown. We used to shop there a good deal, uh, and for clothing we would go to Chatlin's in Norristown. That was a big department store or Blocks. Mm -hmm. They were the two big ones. There weren't any others uh, unless you went into the city. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I remember as uh, being young uh, how we went to the city, especially at Christmas time, to uh, Lit Brothers and and uh, Wanamakers and Strawbridge and Clothiers, uh, where they had the big Christmas displays. Right. How'd you get there? Train. Right. Where, where, where'd you pick the train up? Norristown. Mm -hmm. Took the train to Philadelphia. I had many, many train rides. Right, right. I even had tra train rides with the locomotives that burn coal and. <laughs> the yeah, smoke man. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were, uh, those range, those lines were all electrified, though. Weren't they going in town, or did they? Not when I was no. younger. No, yeah. they were steam powered. Steam powered. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not sure if they all were. I, I'm not sure when the, the electrification came in. Yeah. But I remember the the uh, ones coming from Pottsville or upstate. They would come through. They were all steam locomotives. The Philadelphia Western, which we used to call it the Pig and Whistle when I was a kid. <laughs> but but uh, uh, that went into Norristown, and there was a line that went up to... Allentown. The, Allentown. Liberty Bell, the called Liberty. the Liberty Bell. Did you ever ride on that? I rode it one time. I got a ride from Penn State to Allentown, and I took the Liberty Bell oh. to Norristown. Yeah. And that was quite a ride. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
the P and W I caught Norristown when I worked down at Remington Rand Univac in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I used to take the P and W from Norristown to 69th Street See. and then take the subway to uh, 15th and Market. Right. So uh, I rode that a lot. Mm -hmm. Your family have a car or a truck or? We had a car. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what it was? Chrysler. Uh, or, or no, it was a De DeSoto. Yeah. Do you remember the DeSoto cars? Oh, yeah. It was part of Chrysler, I think. That's right. And uh, uh, had fluid drive. Oh, okay. Uh, which uh, I think was something like our automatic transmissions today. <laughs> right. But uh, that was the first car that I remember my father having. Mm -hmm. I remember a few in the family where they had the, the running boards and the <laughs> you could stand on the running board outside the car. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was the way in because the cars were fairly high off the ground. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. We had a, and when you got a new car back in 1940 or 41, that was a big, big deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it was like when I was young and uh, I got a radio for my birthday and I thought that was out of this world that I had a radio that now I could listen to programs on. Yeah. The, uh, of course, World War II stopped the production of, of automobiles. Yes. Uh, and uh, I guess the, the last ones uh, went off the line in, in 1941. That must have been about the time when my father got his DeSoto because it, yeah. it was a 40 or 41 car. Right. I remember. Yeah. So I guess that lasted us all through the war. Right. And uh, if we had gas to run it on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. The... Um, and even after the war, we had difficulty getting cars for a number of years, as, as I recall. Yeah. Took a while to get production back into... Yeah, I think the, uh, my, my dad was finally able to get a car in 1948. So that was... Uh, he, he had a uh, 1940 Buick, and, and he had that for eight years, uh, which was a long time uh, at that time. For Repair that. shops were probably <laughs> doing some business in the <laughs> late 40s. <laughs> yeah, right. They yeah. were... They were uh, but that was, a, that was a long time to have a car at that point because uh, they just didn't hold up the, the way the... That's true. The, the, the modern I remember down on 202, uh, Claire, Claire Forth had a garage where they repaired cars and all. It's right down the street from us. Right. And, uh, yep. So it was a big business. Mm -hmm. So, so you're now living in, in the Norristown area. Living in West Norton, yeah, right. yes. Where I've lived since 1961. <laughs> How much longer, yeah, I don't know, yeah, but right. uh, uh, it's nice, been nice, and uh, we think about moving from time to time. time. Well, we, we ever agree to, to go <laughs> where we want to go. You, that you're comfortable there. Well, yeah. that's great. Well, I want to thank you for coming by today. I really appreciate the well, time. Well, I, I appreciate uh, you asking me and uh, having a chance to talk about some of the mm -hmm. old memories of Upper Marion. Mm -hmm. uh, they were fun ones, and uh, we had a lot of fun. And and uh, I will always, always cherish and remember yeah, them. Right. That's great. Well, thanks again. You're welcome. That's it for this edition of Remember When. If you'd like to make a suggestion or comment on this program, please use the following contact information. Thanks for watching. Until next time and always, remember when. <laughs>